It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to send a beat in at least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go. The heck are you doing? <laughs> Adding it to the stream. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to week 22 of the JP Sports Podcast. My name is Patrick Wilson, and I am proudly joined by my co host, Jonathan Pat. John? How are you doing today? Um, well, not a great night from the Flyers last night, but it's a back-to-back. Um, you know, feeling good. And I, they I feel, also had I'm to fly good. halfway across the country. Yeah, on that back-to-back, um, that was dumb. Coming coming off a great week, um, you know, of uh, golf and school and other life things, and uh, we're good to go. Well, that's good. Sorry, had to add that. Um, I, I, so, I'm working on my swing, and I still shot 77 with two birdies to beat the one kid who, I mean. For everybody who can't see, yeah, I said it. I said it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. Uh, did you get that video I sent you earlier this week about some dude roasting golf and baseball? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I sent it to you on TikTok. Well, well, here's the thing. Tiger Woods is on the comeback. He uh again. Just Justin Thomas, the number three player in the world, said that uh, he was at Tiger's house the other day, and uh, he's gonna try to come back. Uh, but he won't. He's gonna give it a try, but he won't come back to compete if he's not competitive. But like we all know, he's he's gonna be competitive because he's just Tiger freaking Woods. So, I mean, as soon as he touches the club, I mean. He's just that good. He'll retire eventually. We got a nice little comment here. So are we starting off with the Flyers today, I guess? Um, yeah. All right. Goaltending. I um yeah. Goaltending is a big reason why the Flyers are <laughs> basically as good as they are. Yeah. Um it, it says it in our uh in our title, uh the Powerboy stinks. I mean I, I I texted Patrick last night, and I have a brand new two lines of power play. <laughs> brand new. Straight off the cuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, Oscar Limblom, a concern. Uh, my concern is that he's on the fourth line, and he's not... He's not that type of player. Um... I mean, I think he's definitely getting chances, but I mean, I love that fourth line with uh, Nate Thompson and Zach McEwen. I mean, I, I love how they just kind of get on the ice and just run around and drill people. Um, they, yeah, they Oscar's just, definitely not that type of guy. Yeah. He's a good four checker, but he's not a good, he's not an tough energy guy. guy. Yeah. He's not an energy guy. Um, but I don't know where else he would play. He would have to 
be sent down to the Phantoms for him to play because he's not he's not going to get you're no you're not going to put anybody else down, especially with Kevin Hayes back. I mean, you could get Scott Lawton down there. Nah, because he he's a good hitter and energy guy. Yeah, but they like him at center because if I think if they were going to move him to a wing, they would have done that when Kevin Hayes came back. But he's still playing center. Fair enough. I mean, like he, it still wouldn't be a bad idea to switch them. Yeah, I mean, I I have the lines here from last night: Uh, Drew Coots and JVR, uh, Faraby Hayes, Atkinson, Broussard. They moved Broussard the wing. which I thought was interesting. Broussard, Lawton, uh, TK, and then Limblom, Thompson, McEwen. They moved TK down to third? I don't think I yeah. realized that. Yeah. Because they put Faraby, Hayes, and Atkinson together. Why didn't they put JVR down on third? J- I don't think JVR deserves I think it's a just top a, I think it's spot. just a chemistry thing. I, I, I still mean, don't think he deserves that top-line spot. He hasn't really done anything this year. Well, I th- I think, especially with this Flyers team, but I think in all the hockey, you don't really have a top line anymore. I think it's more of just a chemistry type thing where they kind of just put the best chemistry guys and the best players who have connections together um, that can generate scoring opportunities. So um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think, because for me, my number one line would be the Fairbeat Hayes-Atkinson line. That would be my go-to line if I mean, I they, ha- they haven't really done too much in the past like five games either though no i know but i i'm just saying if i needed a goal i'm putting my two best goal scorers out there plus a playmaker and that's that line fair true fair enough so it, it, it that's just what i'm saying I would, um, I would still want coots g and tk together because i i think those three have the best chemistry <laughs> together yeah um it's definitely going to be interesting because um, with Wade Allison coming back, that probably means that Broussard's going to be out. Especially either Broussard or McEwen. I, I still can't say his name right. McEwen? McEwen? McEwen. It's Mac Ewan. But it's spelled Mac. But it's, McEwen. But it's, yeah, McEwen. McEwen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here. Oh, I, I, I still think he'll be down. Hold on. I have, I have an idea. No, no, no. Hold on. Since they moved Broussard to the wing, okay. they would take him out, put Atkinson, uh, not Atkinson, Allison in. Wait, Allison, when he comes back. Okay. They move Allison down to the fourth line, Limblom up. I don't think they're putting Allison on the fourth line. <laughs> Chris, my friend, I have the changes for you. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're working on the actual line itself right now, and then we're moving to the power play lines. We're getting there. Don't you worry. Um, because I I think I would like an uh, Allison Thompson McEwen line. I think that would bring a lot of energy, and I think that could generate some scoring opportunities with Allison's ability to score a little bit. Yeah, I just don't like him down that low because he's not going to get much playing time, and he deserves that playing time. He earned it last year. But then you move Limblom up. It's a new year, though. Everybody's, everybody needs a refresher. True. So 
what happened last year doesn't matter. I mean, we saw what happened, uh, you know, last year. Well, with Hart too, yeah. Yeah, Hart so played it, horrible. Yeah, and now and he's it, he's been a freaking beast this year. Even yeah, though if he's you look at my fantasy losses. hockey team, uh, my new photo is is a brick wall, and my name's Carter Hart. So it, it's a it's a brick wall, and the one day you should have played him, and he got twelve points, you did not. Uh, yes, that's because I, and I'm currently up eight points because of that. Yeah, we didn't need to relive that, but it's you, okay. You mean uh, the Hurricanes? Yes. He was that. playing the Hurricanes that day. But when Wade Allison comes back, I would put him in TK spot in that third role and then move TK up somewhere. Okay, but then who are you taking out? Move TK, switch TK and JVR. Yeah, yeah, I guess Broussard, I guess Broussard, I guess Broussard would have to come out of the lineup. Yeah, he's that's, that's, he's, that's he's such a good veteran role model, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of slowed down. I, I think eventually he's going to um, get slower. I mean, maybe come playoff time when it, the, the speed of the game is a little bit slower, he could help. But I, I just think that the, it, it just moves so fast paced that he's kind of slowing things down a little bit. Slowing things down is not always a bad thing. No, I, I just mean his speed. I don't think he can keep up. <laughs> Chris, you came to the wrong podcast if you think we're going to bash Carter Hart. Um, no, like... Yeah, I, Broussard would probably have to come out at that yeah, point. You're not wrong. That's what I'm saying. You are definitely not wrong there. And and I think you got to... You gotta, show a little love to Oscar and move him up a little bit just to see what he can do with some actual playmaking and scoring around him. Because on that with G and Coots then? Well, like on that fourth line, he's the main focus of scoring. You know what I'm saying? When they get in the offensive zone, they're only focusing on him. Yeah, and he hasn't potted anything yet this year. So that's kind of not a go-to goal scorer that you need right now if anything i think he's on the way up if anything i think he is too he's shown a lot of grit and he's shown a lot of yeah he he's like has a lot of chances under his belt that just have not gone in like goalies have made amazing saves against i've heard jim jackson say his name a lot more in the last five or so games than i did in in early going yeah Definitely. Like he Limblom has been doing fantastic. Like even though he hasn't potted any goals and what like two assists in the past five games, something like yeah. that. Not even. Like he's not getting the points that his work is showing, is basically yeah. what I'm saying. Like so I'm I'm not upset with Limblom still being in the lineup. I think he's definitely getting back into the form that he once was before he got his cancer. And it, he's starting to look good again. Now, yeah. now we just need him to start scoring some goals. But, and I, mean, I think he can only do that if he gets moved up. That's good. That's good, or that's true too. Like, I think getting him with Lawton would be a good one because Lawton and Lindblom yeah. have been working really well together. Yeah. So you you could have Lindblom, Lawton, and yeah. Mm, I still think you need a shooter on that line. I would still keep Allison. TK there. 
You could put Allison, but I could also put TK there. All right, then who would you have on the top line? You want to keep JVR up there? I, I would keep JVR there because you have a shooter in Giroux. JVR gets in front. And then Coots just does Coots. Runs the middle, yeah. <laughs> He's just kind of like there and he gets points. Yeah. Um. All right, second line. Second line is Farabee Hayes Atkinson. I, I just think oh, okay. Kevin Hayes said he, he was slow. I mean, I, I I would give that a couple games just to see what they could do. And Well, yeah, he hasn't played since May 10th other than last night. No, I know. I'm, so, I'm just, I mean, I mean like, he even had an assist last night. So. Oh, he did? I missed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless they changed it. No, I watched the first period and then... Oh, the good period. Yeah. I watched. I basically watched the good period. Yeah, and look what happens. You need to watch more. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little busy last night. Well, uh, let's move to let's move to defensive pairs because I am a little bit worried about Travis Sanheim. I don't know why, but I just am. It seems like he's always on the ice. When a goal is scored, well, Oscar was on the ice for three of the goals last night. Yeah, we're on defensive pairs now, but come on. No, I know. Stick with the program. Stick with the program. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Um, no, he always seems to be on the ice when the goal is scored, but I still don't think he's a bad defenseman. No, I, I just, know. I just. I just no. think him being paired up with Ristolainen is really screwing him. Like, yeah, Ristolainen's played really well. I mean, uh, there was one game that he played really well. Yeah, I will admit you that. He played really but, uh, well last night, I think. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I I thought he could make some improvements because he let up a decent amount of uh, scoring chances for the other team in the first period. But I I guess that that's just me at that point. I don't know, but I I do think. Pairing him well, up with well, Ristolainen. Then we gotta, well, then we got to switch him up. Because last night... Uh, I want night, Provy and Ellis together again. Well, well, here's the thing. They kept Provy and Braun together last night. Sanheim, Risto, Yandel, Ellis. But there was a time in the earlier than third period where they put Ellis and Provy together. And then they went away from it, I think. Um, so I don't really know what's going on with that. I mean, I think um, early on in the training camp, they had Provy and Ellis together. But then towards the end when and the start of the season, they had the end on Ellis together in practice. So I don't really know what to expect. Um, but I would put Proby Ellis together and I would I hate to say it, but what about Yandel and Risto together? I was thinking Yandel and Sanheim. And then Braun and Isn't Risto. that two lefties though? Oh, I wasn't thinking about the sticks. I guess I don't. I wasn't thinking about the sticks. I mean, that could work, but I just I just think Risto and Braun would be a a better pair because Braun kind of like stays back a little bit more while Risto can go up and do his forechecking thing, and there still be a defender back. Yeah. So I mean, like that's that's why I think they'd be a good pair together, and then the. Two other ones that would be left out are Yandel and Sandheim. 
Right. Where I don't think that'd be a bad grouping either. I, I think I think uh, Keith Yandel is just like Derek Broussard. They're they're a little older. It's getting a little. They're getting a little slower after you know the the big jump start from the start of the year. And uh, I think I'm just waiting for Cam York just to kind of evolve into that spot. I think I'm just waiting I, for an injury. I still don't think that's happening this year. I'm just waiting for an injury. Well, you also have Sam Warren too. So like when he comes back from injury, I mean, what about the Twin Towers with Risto and Sam Warren? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, but even if there's an injury, I still think Sealer is going to come in before they bring. Oh, York I in. forgot about him. Darn. Yeah, you'd need a couple injuries on the defensive line, yeah. which we we can't afford, in my opinion. Not not right now. I'm not gonna root for somebody to get injured. Not on my team. Oh, I was gonna say, dude, you asked like two of my players to get injured last night alone. Oh, that's that's fake. Not not um, like a big big tear in the ACL, just just like a minor one. No, I said a hamstring. <laughs> ACL is different. You can't walk. Hamstring is a little different. You can you can handle that. Um, just kidding, of course, for legal purposes. Uh, <laughs> Only for legal purposes, though. Other than that, he's serious. Um, but yeah, should we move to the power play because they blow? Yes, three for twenty nine. Yeah, they have not been doing good. Three for twenty nine. Okay, With Ellis back though. That second line looked so a lot better. Here, here's what I found interesting. So I'm going to read off the lines for you. Last okay. night, it was TK, Coots, Giroux, Atkinson, Yandel. Second power play was JVR, Hayes, Farabee, Proveroff, Ellis. Now, what I find interesting is that they have one defenseman on the first one and two on the second one. Yeah. Now, I don't know a hockey that well to know why. But um, I don't know. Maybe because the second line is usually out there for the last like 20 seconds or so. So if they get a chance, great. But if not, and the guy comes out of the box, they have two defenders back. Yeah. Um, So that that wouldn't be a – that's not a horrible idea. Yeah, okay. So so here are my lines. All right. I have Farabee. Hayes and Giroux. Atkinson Ellis. That's power play one. That's power play one. Because I got uh-huh. Faraby and Giroux to shoot. Hayes to create. Atkinson to shoot. Ellis to set up. Yeah, Hayes isn't afraid to be in front of the goalie either. Right. So um, that wouldn't be bad. And the second one I have JVR, Coots. TK, Provorov, and Risto. Risto is more offensive-minded. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he hasn't been on the power play a little bit more. I guess because his offense hasn't been as good as it has been in previous years. I don't think he's taken that many shots. To be he honest. really hasn't. Like, we kind of brought it in as brought him in as more of a tough guy. That, but we could use his offense on the power play too. Mm-hmm. So I mean that I didn't even think about putting Risto in actually because he was on on the power play when Ellis was out. Yeah. So 
So the, what, what do you think of those two lines? Who would you switch out and why? So for the first line, I would kind of want Farabee, TK, Giroux, JVR, and Ellis. Farabee, TK, Giroux, Farabee out. So you're moving Hayes. Moving Hayes that, to that, second. That doesn't work because Coots and Hayes play the same position. It's on a power play, so it doesn't really matter. Drew and Coots play. But play Drew, Drew plays wing now. Yeah, for a power play, just move either Coots or Hayes on the wing. I think what I'm trying to say is they're the same player. They're the same type of player. Yeah, but Coots can also play outside on the wing where like Giroux plays at. I guess. He he's played there before, I do know that. Like and plus it also wouldn't be a bad idea to get two people in front of the goalie. Yeah. Because then you have because then the defense has to really enclose in on that because there's right. no two players instead of the one. Uh, instead of having four on the outside and having the defense spread out a little bit. Then there would be a lot of traffic in front. And when that puck slips through, the goalie's not really going to see it. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you. So having Drew, Farabee, um, TK, Ellis, and shit, who did I say for my fifth one again? You said Farabee, uh, Drew, TK, um ellis and atkinson atkinson yes okay yeah having them because you have drew and atkinson that will shoot mm -hmm. drew's still a playmaker too you have Farabee that can shoot as well you got ellis as your top defenseman that can he can just whip it in there i still and feel like you have too many shooters on that first line and not enough on the second one well the second line we would then have Coots, Hayes. Oh, wait, no, JVR. JVR was on the front line, not not Atkinson. Oh, okay. So it that would be TK, Farabee, JVR, G, and Ellis. Got it, got it. That makes a lot more sense. That way you have JVR in front of the net. You have Farabee and TK who can shoot. You have Drew that can make the plays and still shoot. And then you but have there's Ellis. nobody in front of the net on the JVR. first line. Or on the second one, other. I mean, Kevin Hayes can do it, but I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Well, then to be in front. The second one, you would have. You would have Hayes, Atkinson, uh, Coots. Oh, Coots, and then you have two defensemen. You don't have anybody uh, in front. Hold on, I'm trying to think of who else is left. What is would Lots be? Yeah, I think it would L put Limblom in over Lawton just to Lim be in front. Okay, but that's that's what I would yeah, do personally. Yeah, because Limblom's not afraid to be in front either. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would work. So, Coots, Atkinson, Hayes, Lot, or. Limblom, 
And then um, switch out like Provi and Sanheim. You'd put Sanheim on over Risto? Yeah, because that that's the second line. If the defense, if the person comes out of the box, I don't trust Risto lining to be back. So I would only put Risto lining up on that line if there was a second defenseman. But since I have four forwards, I would trust Sanheim more than Risto. Well, my thing is this power play is so deep with talent that I don't think your second line is your traditional second line where it's just kind of thrown in there. I think it's. I think it's more of, hey, go score. Instead of, you know, just kind of keep the puck down there. Oh, yeah, that's what we need. I mean, we, we, need, we, we need power plays that can score. So we can barely enter the do. zone. We can barely enter the zone. Let alone get set up. When we get set up, we're fine. But our problem is entering the zone. Yeah, and I would trust Sandheim to do that more than Resto as well. Be able to get in the zone. They just kind of winging around the boards. And it's just like, hey, go get it. Go Fats. Yeah, you can't keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, well, there's my there's my Flyers debacle. So I mean, this team um, will not go anywhere without their power play. That is true, yeah. And their power play has not been doing well. And as you can tell in their past five games, they've and they won can't three the and box. lost two, but... And then they can't stay out of the box, and your your power play, your penalty kill guys are exhausted. Then that bleeds into everybody else being exhausted because then they got to play double, and then and then you're slow. And then you're spending yeah. a bunch of time down your often your defensive zone, and then they score like three times. So yeah, like your penalty kill's been better, yeah. but it, it but it's out there so much that you can only expect so much. Yeah, that is true too. And then. The only thing I have to say, though, is Provi's blast last night. Fire. Yeah, and and he leveled some Hurricanes dude the night before. Yeah, he, he's been energized. Yeah. He's been good. All right, what do we want to switch to? What do we say? Eagles. Show? Eagles, all right. Pat, the question we're all waiting for. Are they going to win today? I still don't think so. I know the Denver Broncos, their front line's a little bumped up, but I mean, I just don't trust the Eagles defense enough. I think they're going to let up a lot of short intermediate, short to intermediate throws that are like the five to 15 yard range. And the Broncos are just going to march down the field and score like three or four times throughout the game. And I don't think the offense will be good enough to keep up with it. The Eagles offense will be good enough to keep up. Well, the Broncos, they don't have either left tackle or right tackle today. Um, They're both hurt. They don't have their top two corners. I mean, Patrick Sertain Jr., their first-round pick, uh, he's he's been limited in practice all weekend. He's going to try and play pregame. But we'll have to see. I mean, if he plays, it kind of changes things. But if he doesn't, then you're playing against uh, Ronald Darby, uh, a former friend of ours that always got torched over the top. Um, but he did win a Super Bowl with us, so thank you. Um, 
He he has a little bit trouble of what he look. His eyes mess him up a lot. Like he has the speed to get back if he makes a mistake, but he'll jump on a double move. He'll he'll bite for the play action, and then he'll stay up a little bit, and he just blow him over the top. So I think there are going to be plays for Quez Watkins to you know push the ball down the field, but I don't I don't see them winning today. I think they keep it close. Um, yeah, I know. What, I said what, what, it. Hold on, I said it. Hold on, I want to make sure. I is this thing it. working? Is is this thing working? I just don't did, think a lot of the matchups work. Did, did I hear that right? Yeah. Is John actually being a realistic fan? It, it took twenty two weeks, but I think we're I think we're at rock bottom. Wow. Okay. I want to explain a little bit more. I want to hear like all your thoughts on this because I don't understand why you're actually going against the Eagles today. Um, I just don't think that they match up well against the Broncos. Um, I, I put it this way. Is Sanders back today or is that next week? Uh-uh, he's not back. Um, okay. I, the, the Broncos have the six best rushing defense. So we're going to, we're going to find out a lot today. Like today is a pretty important game, not because of a win or a loss, but to find out what these coaches and these players can do because the Broncos have the six best rushing defense. So the Eagles bread and butter the last few weeks has been running the ball. And we haven't seen yet. Imagine that. The Eagles, if the, we haven't seen yet, if Sirianni gets down, let's say 14 points, if they get down 14, nothing real quick, is he going to stick with the run? Because that's what they do. Or if they get shut down real quick with a quick, you know, Let's say on the first drive, they go three and out and run the ball twice and get like three yards. Are they just going to go away from it? We don't know. So I think today's a big, um, what's the phrase I'm trying to use? Decision-making day? Uh, I'm trying to make it funnier. Um, Monkey's Uncle is a retro vintage inspired t-shirt boutique that's more than just a store. It's family-owned and locally operated in Doylestown, Pennsylvania since 2010. It's a unique experience all to itself that takes you down memory lane, where I know you are sure to find something that will make you nostalgic for that back-in-the-day feeling. From babies to babes, dudes to dads, it's the most fun your closet will ever have. Visit them at themonkeysuncle.net today. That's themonkeysuncle.net or call at 267 247 5865. That's 267 247 5865. Don't forget the monkey's uncle.net. I can't see uh, if they get shat on day. No, it's a, it's a, let's test your stones day. Let's test how, how ballsy you can get with staying in your own plan because I think that with this rushing defense, you just have to keep going at it and show that you can run the ball a little bit. And then, then that opens up everything else. I mean, Jalen hurts is one of the best quarterbacks on play action passes the last few weeks because of the running game. It's just as simple as that. It opens everything else up. And I, and I still don't think they use the middle of the field enough. They, they only go to the sidelines. Um, so I think they need to put Dallas Goddard right there in the middle and just kind of run in routes all day. Um, because that is the weak point of the 
uh, Broncos defense. Um, they, they allow a lot of short and intermediate passes in the middle of the field. So I think that screams out Dallas Goddard. If you're a fantasy owner of him, uh, today, uh, let's see. Dude, I'm hoping this game's like 45, 40 Denver because then, and like Jerry Judy gets like two touchdowns and a hundred well, yards. Well, Tyler, thing. And like Patrick gets like a touchdown, like 80 yards or something. And then well, Dallas the Goddard thing. gets like two touchdowns. Here's the thing. You also have to deal with the thin air. I mean, I know it's a stupid thing to say, but like, it's real. Thin air, not hair. Oh, I th- I heard hair. Thin air, and um, I was gonna say I've been dealing with it for the past like few years now. I mean, the Eagles historically have been blown out in Denver, like, like pretty badly, like by twenty. So just because of that, the air, the, I think most likely because the last time they played in Denver, is it because of the air or because Peyton Manning was just a freaking beast? Well, no, they, like going back to like 2005, that was the year after the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. I mean, they had a good team with T- Donovan and T.O., and they got blown out by 20 or 25, something like that. So it's I don't think it's necessarily the team. I think it's more the air. Um, All right. So I, I just don't think everything lines up. But it, it's it's going to be a prove it because Jonathan Gannon has taken a lot of criticism this week, and a lot of it is warranted. Um <laughs> So, and and he has blitzed a lot more against bad quarterbacks. The Eagles have played really well against bad quarterbacks. And Teddy Bridgewater is just like, hey, I'm just going to check this thing down to, uh, you know, my running back 30 times a game and just get my completion percentage up. Um, he, he's, I mean, he's thrown the ball at like a 70% clip just because he just dinks and dunks the entire freaking way. Um, I mean, it's good news that the Eagles uh, let up more uh, percentage-wise than Teddy Bridgewater completes. I mean, that's just like an NFL record. Um, <laughs> so we're good, so at getting, we're good at getting records. And and if Jonathan Gannon plays deep, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is known for just dinking and dunking his way down the field. So he's just gonna have a ninety percent completion percentage today, and then we're just gonna it's just gonna be like the third week in a row that actually. I don't. I don't think this year they've had a quarterback be below sixty-five percent completion percentage. We're doing great, boys. We're doing great. Some of it is is the players, but some of it is the coach. You just need to be more aggressive. He doesn't want to get beat over the top, and with these wide receivers, you will get beat over the top. And um, I think you just have to take a chance with Teddy Bridgewater being inaccurate. I think it's just how just how it has to be today. Yeah, you got to put put it all on. out there. Definitely got to put pressure on the quarterback today, especially with their two offensive tackles being out. Well, you never know. The backups be, could really fill in that mis- hole. But there's going to be miscommunication, so you just got to you know stunts, run, playing five set. They have to go one on one and have somebody beat somebody. I mean, that's a crazy concept, right? Beat somebody one on one. Um, bring six. I don't know. Let's see a pick six today. How about we just say a turnover? Force a turnover. Let's see a pick six today. Just not by the Denver's defense. Jalen Hurts has done a really good job of um, not turning the ball over. I can't believe. Has he been more accurate recently with his he, passes? He, he has four picks. Um, 
He has been because he's only been throwing the ball like 20 times a game compared to 40. <laughs> okay. Um and the running game has helped a lot. So I, I, I think I think it, this game's gonna be close, but I don't I just don't think that they are able to pull it out. I knew the uh I knew the run game was good was gonna be key for this team. I, I just knew it. Like the passing was not working. And now that they've been running the ball, they've been even the games that they've lost, I feel like they've kept up a lot better because of that run game. Well, even your personnel on the on the offensive line is built to run the ball. I mean, Jason Kelsey is built to run over people with a head of steam and not hold somebody up. Um, Landon Dickerson is a 10 times better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. So if you can limit the amount of times that they have to pass block, that helps out your offensive line. Very true. All right. So you wanted to do a report card type thing today, right? Yeah. All right. For Just me, Eagles one. offense, F. Eagles defense, F. They're not a winning team. They suck. How's <laughs> F and F equal to C? Uh. <laughs> so. All right, more seriousness. What's the, what's your, what's your well, let, and more ser- well, what were the three you wanted to do? Offense, defense, and team as a whole, right? Yeah. All right. Let's start with offense. Offense, I'll give them a C- minus because I feel like that they've been doing a lot better with the running game, which has brought it up. But without that running game for the first, so we're doing it for the first nine weeks Mm -hmm. since they didn't really establish that running game until what, like week seven. Mm -hmm. Like the only time they would really get points is garbage time points. When the other team knew that they had the game in the bag. Like, so, I mean, I, I, I don't like those points unless you can come back and win the game. I don't like those points because those are just pointless points at that point. It's just building your stats for how many times stump- can Patrick say point? <laughs> I mean, my point is that the points that they get are just pointless. You know what I'm pointing saying? I mean, like I just think that they're useless. Like yeah. they're just building stats up to make them seem better when they're not mm-hmm. like, I'd rather not, not get the, not get those garbage time points than get them. It just builds false hope at that point. Do we have a point counter? Is that like 18, 20 in two minutes? <laughs> what about you? Um, Offense, I'm gonna go with a B minus, but I'm I'm thinking like an 80, like right on the dot. I mean, I, I think the running game has brought it up to a, a B minus level grade. Um, without that, I think it's a C. Um, I think that we have seen a progression from the offense, which is nice um, to know that the coaches will change um, from game to game based on what they see from the previous game. Um, so I, I think Jalen Hurts has played better. I mean, as a result of the running game, um, I think Nick Sirianni has played, has called better plays. Um, I think he's, um, I, yeah, I, I, that's that's what I got for the offense. A B minus. Okay. We'll move to the defense then. You want to go first for defense, or you want me to? The defense, I got a stone cold D. For defense, I was actually thinking D as well. Uh, like I, I just don't think they can really keep up with any team right now. 
to be honest with you. Like they did really good against the Falcons and against Detroit, but then other than that, they've been horrible. Yeah. Um Derek Barnett takes stupid penalties. He it's always him. I mean, the head coach said it in like week three, it's always him. Um I mean he the defensive line takes up a lot of salary cap and they've barely showed up from game to game. Um, I mean, they showed up against the Lions, but like who doesn't? Um, they, I mean, the corners have played well. Steven Nelson, Darius Slay, I think they've played well. Um, I think the safeties have been, have done pretty well, but that's also because the ball hasn't been thrown to them because they're, they're so far back and towards the end zone that they just throw it underneath. Um, yeah, I give it a D overall. Play calling, execution, yeah, yeah, personnel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I give it a D too. I just don't think they keep up enough. Like they, they really don't. Their coverage has been awful. Their their pass completion has like their average is well, like seventy three percent at this point. It's not all coaching. Um, it's it's a lot on Howie Roseman, but like, well, yeah, Howie Roseman sucks. They need to get him out of here, but they're not going to. Um, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that one because <laughs> you agree with me. Um, no, like they're, and then I mean they've done decently against the run game i want to say but i still don't think it's enough well it's it's not what it used to be i mean we used to hang our hat on that we were one of the best running running defenses in the league but when you don't but that was because we were playing uh man coverage on the outside so you were one-on-one and then you had an extra guy down in the box to stop the run and now that you have two safeties up top you know have one less guy in the box running backs get four or five yards every time. And then you just still stay back there and then they just dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Yeah. Like their defense is way too easy to figure out. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I, th- I, I like their red zone defense um, when you only have to guard for like 20 yards. Um, oh yeah. Cause everybody's a lot closer <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason why. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just not happy with this defense because, like even in previous years when they've had a really good defense and I did see that. Um <laughs> like I always thought their defense was always one of the like better defenses out there. And it was just their offense was lacking. But now this year I feel like their defense is lacking while their offense is progressing. Well, they haven't drafted a defensive player in the first round in years. It's been like it's been since Derek Barnett that they took a defensive play in the first round. I was going to say because they since haven't really 2017. Because they haven't really needed to, I want to say. No, they, they've needed it. I mean, they've it's it's because of their lack of picking wide receiver talent. That's why. Yeah, because they have to keep re-picking their wide receivers. Yeah, so like... And then when they Derek pick Barnett a good quarterback, sucks. they run him out of town. Yeah, exactly. Thank so you. I mean, like, thank you for admitting that. And now that Jalen Hurts is here, he's probably not going to get run out of town. Not as easily. Not yeah, not as easily. That's true, because he's got 
four wins. Something like that. And he's second in the division instead of being last. And like an absolutely horrible division other than Cowboys. Sorry, and Cowboys, Cowboys. And well, they, they just lost to the Broncos too at home last week. So you know, you never know. You never <laughs> you never know what this division will do. That is true. That's why if yeah. they won last week, they could have uh they could have made a quick playoff push. Yeah, no, I'd rather have them not make the playoffs and make the playoffs because then they just get horrible draft picks. Their picks are going to get screwed up whether they have the first or the 18th. I mean, it really doesn't matter. All right. Overall. D plus. <laughs> you do not like that. Um, I would go a little higher. I would say C. <laughs> Um, I'm going right in the middle of my defense and offense. I I like that Nick Sirianni has everybody together. I think it's really good that he has Jason Kelsey, one of the leaders in that locker room, like breaking down the team and yelling roots, one, two, three roots. I mean, I think that's a great sign that he's got everybody together. One, two, three flowers. Um, I mean, he did, he did scream it. He goes, roots all three, roots all three, one, two, three, roots. Um, yeah, that, that was, I, brings a great smile to my face. Um, cause I love that analogy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, um, it definitely could be better, but I think it's mainly because of the roster construction. Um, I think the offense has taken strides. Um, and, uh, I mean, they're kind of everybody's everybody's upset of where they're at right now because they could have beaten the 49ers. They could have beaten the Chargers and they didn't. They Um, somehow snuck away with a win from Carolina, too. Yeah. But the thing is, when we do the win loss in the beginning of the year or as soon as the schedule comes out, everybody, a lot of people had them three and six at this point anyway. So, I mean, it's it's not. That they lost, it's how they lose is how I look at it. Yeah, I'm I'm just going right in the middle of my offense and defense rankings because I just think their defense hasn't been really good all year other than against two horrible teams. Yeah. And that those don't count to me, especially in football, because like it's not like the those teams really have time to pick it back up and become a good team like they would in hockey or something where like Arizona right now in hockey is not a good team, but I can see them still having like 35 to 40 wins and being well, a the decent thing is, team. The, I saw, I saw a, uh, a uh, I forget it was on Twitter or TikTok, but the one, the one guy, I think it was on TikTok. He said that he saw a guy on Twitter um, was keeping track of who won like the coin tosses this year. And the lions are still Oh, and eight. They still can't win a coin toss, let alone a football game. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I just think their defense isn't where it needs to be, and I know this is more of a developing year, so I'm probably a little more harsh on them because I'm not – other than the offense finally starting to develop a run game, I'm not seeing too much development. No, especially on the defensive side, there's – yeah. Other than other than TJ Edwards, their linebacker, 
There's nobody that I've said, hey, we have him to look forward to. Like Josh Sweat got a brand new contract at the beginning of the year. Where the hell has he been? I didn't even know that he was a player on the team. Sweaty? Every time he makes a sack or a big play, he goes, wipes the sweat off of his thing. I love it, but he doesn't make enough of them. So so I, I was going to say, so you see it once every two games? Yeah. Are you eating candy corn? Yeah. I don't, no. Um, yeah, I, I just haven't seen enough development for me to be happy. Go with that. I'm happy no, with the, I'm happy they d- developed a running game, but I'm just not seeing enough for me to be happy to give them anything above a C. I mean, even like Devontae Smith, I mean, he had a great game last week, but in between that, I don't think they get him involved enough. I think yeah, he hasn't really hey, done anything. I mean, he, he's on pace for a thousand yards, which I mean, that's really all I can ask for out of every rookie year. But if I was Nick Sirianni, I'd be like, all right, here's my first drive. I'm going to throw two passes to Devontae Smith. We're going to get the run game going. Let's get him involved. Let's get Dallas Goddard involved. Let's run the ball. Yes, get That's Dallas what I would do the first involved. couple drives. Get Not Dallas Goddard involved. Team. Definitely because Not of my because fantasy, fantasy team. Get him involved. But you know what I'm saying? Get him like a screen pass. Yeah. That's the other thing. I tweeted this out the other, last week. We're the only team in the NFL that doesn't know how to run a simple screen pass that doesn't get like eight yards. Our screen passes get blown up at the line of scrimmage. Their screen passes go for 15, 20 yards. I'm like, what the heck? Are, we are the only team. This is for years. Like, it's since the Doug, like, ever since Chip Kelly left, we haven't been able to run a screen pass. Yeah, but you won a Super Bowl off of not running a screen pass, so. We want to we even even then <laughs> like, it wasn't great. Yeah. No, nah, I'm that's all I got for the Eagles. Because yeah. now I'm just gonna start repeating myself. Yeah. All right, so we got Sixers and Phillies left. Who you want to go to next? I'll just go for a quick rundown on Phillies real quick. Um with the all yeah, I got one you're on too. Yeah, with with the offseason um, underway, I mean, baseball really doesn't have a start of the offseason. It kind of just magically appears. Um, they have been linked. I mean, Dave Dombrowski, their uh, president of baseball operations, has come out and said, hey, we're looking for a, a bat in left field. We're looking for starting pitching. Um, you know, um, Basically I mean, they're rooming for everything. Yeah. I mean, they're looking for a center fielder. Um I mean, they were um, interested in Byron Buxton at the trade deadline, who's a really good player, speed player, um, but he gets hurt a lot, and he's going to cost a lot of money after you trade for him. So that doesn't really work because we're already tight as it is on money um, without going over mm-hmm. luxury tax. I was going to say not really. Um, one one per- one player uh, lefty uh, that the Phillies and the Mets are on are in on are is Aaron Loop, who's a you know. Unique lefty who had a 0.95 ERA, which is like astronomically low for any Phillies uh, pitcher. Um, so he'd be a great addition. Um, another player that they're interested in. This is all from John Heyman, uh, like an MLB insider. Okay. Um, 
they're also interested in Starling Marte, who's who's a little bit older. He's 31, um, but he's a really good player. He stole you know 25 bases last year. Um, okay. Or no, 40 bases at 25 home runs. Sorry. Um, I mean, he, he's the center fielder. He's he's the top guy in the market, but you're gonna have to pay for him. Um, but I would I would love him. Another one, another player that they're interested. This would have to be a trade. Is for Byron Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a really good young uh, player um, that plays offense and defense really well. Um, but you would have to give up major prospects for him, and I don't think that the Phillies have enough major prospects to give up while also keeping some to have of their own. Um, I mean, Bryson Stott in the Arizona Fall League, who's the Phillies' uh, prospect, he's been lighting it up. I mean, he's lit, he's lit it up the entire year um, in double-A, triple-A, and now in the Arizona Fall League. He was just in the All-Star game and had a yeah. nasty hit. Yeah, he's um he's playing really well and he's gonna really be pushing to make the um see the Phillies have an interesting choice here because they could go they still have Didi Gregorius on this roster for next year, which they're gonna have to move that contract. I mean it's fourteen million dollars. I was playing MLB the show, doing the franchise and doing my own offseason. Um you have to get rid of that contract. Um because A, you can use that money elsewhere. And B, you need to let Bryson stop move up. The other option that they have is um, Trevor Story is also on the market. He's from the Colorado Rockies, um, and he's a really good hitter and a really good uh, shortstop. So they could they could pay a lot for him, have him go to shortstop, move Gene Segura to the. See, here's the thing: it's really all based on if baseball goes to the DH or not in the NL. If they go to the DH, the Phillies are set because then they can move Reese to the DH, Alec Bohm to first, Gene Segura to uh, third. They can move uh, Bryson Stott to second. They could have Trevor Story at short, and it's all set. But if they don't have the DH, then they're going to have to make a choice on where the trade Reese, um, what they're going to do with Bohm. Like, it, it really just all depends. So keep your eye out on some Phillies news. <laughs> trade um, Nola. <laughs> That's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, oh, it's also Devontae Smith's birthday today. Um, Sweet. Yeah. He gets to lose on his birthday? He'll collect a game check if that's what if that's what you're referring to. But, yeah, that's all I got on Phillies. Just keep your eye out for them as they – Yeah, they're going to make these – they're going to make a couple big moves on free agents, and they're all going to suck because they come Probably. to the Phillies. Probably. So, pumped for that. But pumped for ten dollar games. They did. They did just um, where the parking sign, is literally twice the amount of the game ticket. They they signed um, a guy from the Rays to their research and development department, and I mean the Tampa Bay Rays are like the one team that you don't want to make a trade with because you're gonna lose that trade because they're just so good at like developing players. Um, and they know like when to give up. So the, the fact that the Phillies went out and got somebody that's from that organization and knows like what they're doing it gets me all excited because that's that's one of the biggest moves that they could have made. Also, there's this Japanese player that the, yeah, I'm hooked. Uh, there's this Japanese player that uh, 
is also coming over, who plays left field. Phillies are looking for a left fielder who just rakes. Um, I I got I to gotta show you him real quick. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to spell his name. Uh, You're doing good, bud. I don't, I don't know how to spell his name. Can you see it or no? Like, you don't have to screen showing. That's okay, what you're good. asking. Good, 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 good. If why I can't are find a of, like, I was gonna say, why are there a lot of bad things on there right now? No, I ju- I just can't. I just don't know his name. Like to type it out, whatever. But there's a Japanese dude who plays left field, and that I'm really excited if the Phillies can sign him that uh he will just hit tanks up to the upper deck in left field yeah we'll see what happens yeah i know we got the union next playoff game next saturday yeah i'm a little disappointed you have to do a stupid fundraiser because we could have done the live stream on that i know i know like the Uh, one philadelphia team that's in the freaking playoffs well one thing one thing that we should probably tell our listeners that uh we are looking to do a live stream during a game once a month. Um, you know, hey, look, there's a Flyers game on. Let's watch the Flyers game together and just talk about it. Um, just something like that. And we were looking to do it for the Union playoff game. And now we got to hope that they make it to the next round. <laughs> yeah, last year was kind of a tough blow on them since they won the Supporter Shield and then they lost in the first round. Yeah. And we're playing that same team that beat us in the first round this year. Red Bulls. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) I mean, hopefully they get their bearings under them a little bit and they don't choke. That's all I'm saying. Because they're still a really good team. Yeah. Um, Sixers? Yeah. Dude, they've been doing great without their starters. I mean, they've lost like four straight. Oh, have they now? Yeah, the the fatigue is starting to catch up to them. They've played some better teams, um, and not having Joel and B just really stinks. Um, you won't have him for another what five days? Yeah, he should be back this week, but then he's got to get conditioning up. Like it's going to be another week minimum for till he's back, like regularly. Um, Tyrese Maxey's averaging thirty though in his last three games. Um, I mean, with yeah, minimal he's turnovers, really, he's really stepped it up. Yeah. Uh, George Niang is just a monster Drummond, you know, like we covered last week. Um, Furkan slowed down a little bit, but I think, I think a lot of it is the fatigue of them having to play a bunch of minutes with only seven, with only eight guys. So I think it's starting to catch up to them a little bit, especially now going on this long road trip that they, they won't play a home game for another two weeks. So um, I just think that the fatigue factor is catching up to them, especially late in games um, because they're in them. I mean, they're, they're, they're right there until the end, but yeah. they just can't get over to the hump right now. And it stinks because they, they're, they're a really good team in the East, but it just doesn't show it in the standings right now. Everybody's like, Oh, let's talk what? about the Chicago bulls. Yeah. Beat them twice. Let's talk about uh, the, the Miami heat. Oh, Screw Jimmy Butler. Uh, uh, let's talk about 
uh, I don't even know who's. Let's talk about the New York Knicks. We have Sixers. You know, I mean, the Knicks were so hyped that they beat the Sixers with like eight players without without having Matisse, Ben, Harris, and Bead, Isaiah Joe. Like the starting lineup that they played the Knicks against made a combined $38 million this year. And what was out made $150 million this year. And the Knicks oh, were like geez. celebrating and the Knicks fans were outside the Wells Fargo Center like chanting, let's go Knicks. It's like, bro, you just barely beat us by like three. Like, calm down. <laughs> it's okay. Wait until we get all our starters back. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky Ben Simmons Ben Simmons wasn't playing because he ha- he's never lost to the Knicks, so. If we play them in the playoffs, we might just need Ben to just suit up. If he's still even here, I mean, who knows? He yeah. keeps getting fined, and he's not—he's not being happy anymore. Apparently, apparently, his agent says that the the Sixers medical staff and him and the Sixers fining Ben Simmons is making his mental health worse. It makes anybody's mental health worse if they're losing millions of dollars. Like, just just show up and play. La Touraine Watches represents the spirit of taking risks, making sacrifices, doing what is right, not what is easy, and hard work. Check out all their different highly made handcrafted watches and accessories from bags, watch bands, and straps to bracelets and sunglasses. Their watches can't be bested like the Compass, the Legacy 2, the Navigator, their Voyager 1893 collection, and the latest, hottest release, the Atlas. Free shipping on all orders over $50 and hassle-free returns in 30 days on postage-paid returns. Go to LaTerrain.com and use code CEV for site-wide discounts. That's LaTerrain.com. He's not going to, though. My, my mental health would be severely down if I was losing $33 million this year alone. <laughs> But you also don't have the paycheck to keep up with that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's they still have a winning record right now, right? Yeah, yeah, they're like eight and six, eight and five, something like that. That's not bad. I can live with that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like what they're doing. I like, um, I mean, Matisse hasn't played, and you know a week a week and a half beat hasn't played in a week tobias harris just played his second game back um i mean he, he put up 32 points last night okay so, yeah yeah i we'll we'll be fine we'll be fine later in the season especially with daryl Morey gonna be adding some players at the trade that line i mean i'm not i'm not worried at the moment right now yeah i'm not really too worried about them either they're definitely gonna be a playoff team and and honestly, I kind of don't think they really need Ben Simmons. They need his trade value. Well, yeah. Because they, they need another player. Yeah, I, I, they don't actually need him on the court, though, which is looking nice. Like, they're not going to beat the Warriors I mean, right now. I mean, well, Steph Curry's just nuts. Well, right now, yeah, they, they're not going to beat 
them, but when they get all their starters back, I feel like they're Davis. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying with with everybody healthy, I don't think they beat the Warriors right now. Oh, because uh, the Warriors the Warriors are really good, and then they get back Clay Thompson, who's a okay. That's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> and then and then they get the second overall pick back from last year. Who's their center? I, I I mean the Warriors are just gonna be too good. Um, I mean the Sixers need to add somebody. When did they play the Warriors? It might be on no. the road trip. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We'll see. All right, perfect. Is that all you got on the Sixers? Yes, sir. Ready? That might have been just a little too early there. I didn't say I was ready, but oh, you're ready. Whoa. You're always ready. I am ready. Shot. Welcome to Pat's Shots. We have two videos today. So basically, um, as Philadelphia sports fans, we're usually disappointed with our teams and how they play and whatnot. So I figured this would be a good funny segment to do to kind of help make fun of other people that play poorly around the world um and kind of like make ourselves feel a little better and get a good laugh out of it mm-hmm. so which video should we do first tennis or soccer because those are two videos we have today let's 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 do soccer um, let's do soccer first because i think the tennis one's worse tennis one is much worse yes all right, <laughs> all right. so this is the men's U20 team. Pause it real quick. Oh, why did that go black? Pause it. Oh, sorry. I got it. Yep. Pause it. So pause it right here. So this is the uh, USA men's U20 soccer team, and they're playing against Colombia. Now, Colombia, I, I think, is a pretty good team. They have a pretty good U20 team. I do not remember if USA won or not this game. Um, one word it mattered in Mexico or against Mexico. Dosa Cero. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, roll roll the clip a little bit more until this guy traps it. This guy right pause it. Oh! All right. So that guy, number 21 that got the ball, his name's Caden. He uh absolutely wrecked one guy on the Colombian team and then let it go, let it go. Let go, let go, and another no. one. Hold on, let me just go pick a, up your ankles real quick. He wrecked another one, but just wait, just wait. Roll it a little bit more, and kaboom. Made the two guys run into each other. Like, dude, Caden literally, like, one. Excuse me, part of two. Me. And the two guys that he just absolutely shat on, he made run into each other, which is hilarious. So, basically, all I'm saying is, Caden just completely shat on Colombia in a matter of 10 seconds. Not not even in a matter of 10 seconds, in a matter of like five seconds. He trapped the ball. Go. Scoop up his ankles real quick. Yeah. Dude, that, that was just insane. Like he, he fooled the one guy so badly that he made him run into his own teammate. Like, come on. That's just nuts. Like I was freaking out when I saw that. And I'm so glad somebody clipped that. 
and put, <laughs> put it on Twitter because that made the video so much easier to find. So, Caden, thank you for completely shatting on Columbia. So we have so we had a video for this segment, but we're gonna go to tennis now. There was. Oh, this one actually has some audio in it. So I do not know who these tennis players are, to be honest with you. I know there are that this is a female match. Um, so basically what's going to happen is you're going to want to keep an eye on the close side, the person right by the net. J just keep an eye on them, basically. In white. In white, yes. The white and red shorts. So just keep an eye on them real quick. Thank you, Pink. Doink. What? Yeah, that is Complete like, shank. Like you can literally see the ball over here. That was a shank and a half. Ready? Ready? I just I just quit. Time. Just quit. I, I laugh every time at that. I am so sorry. For, I feel so bad for this person. But that, that, yeah, that is that's something I do. The announcer doesn't make it better. No. <laughs> make your opponent hit one more shot, and she failed horribly. Did she, did, she didn't even make it within the court on her own side, let alone making it over the net. Like That, that was just... She took a major shot. That's all I can say. Just a major shat. Um, but here, let, let's just watch it one more time because I find it hilarious. Yeah. And that is tennis. One. It, it looks like John out there. One more shot, and it all It looks like John out there. That's all I gotta say. So yeah, she she took a uh, major shot there. That was. As some would say, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, okay, now I see. Um, so that concludes Pat Shats for this week. John, you got anything else to add? Mm -mm. Go birds. Prove me wrong. Because I'm, if they win today and I and I don't pick them, um, I'm gonna have to not pick them the rest of the year. And uh, it's just how it is. I don't make the rules. If they do win today, I'll be amazed. I, th yeah. I think Denver's too good for them. Mm -hmm. um, just like sometimes how I think Marissa's too good for you. A lot of people think that. I'm a smooth talker. <laughs> I got to I gotta clip that and send that to Marissa now. I'm a smooth talker. <laughs> I told my mom that, and I told my dad that, and I told Marissa that the other day. That you're a smooth talker, or she's yeah, too good because, for you? Well, I'm a, I'm a smooth talker because of my interview. I was just like, I'm a smooth talker. I don't know what to tell you guys. I think That's quick awesome. on my feet. Oh, there you go. You can share your news if you want. Uh, yeah, I got an internship with uh with a sports agent um guy Josh Weinfield. I think it is Weinfield something. Um, I should probably figure out how to say that. Um, I have dinner with him on Thursday to just meet one of the people that he wants me to work with. And, uh, I'll be making some clips, um, 
I will be working with his clients uh, to help better their experience and to make them who they are, make them famous. All right. And I know you're the one in control of the sound alerts here, but give yourself a clap, the clap sound. You give don't even have it set up, do you? No, I don't. I've, I've been playing it. Has it not gone off? No. Dang. Now it should. Did it just go off? No. Did it? So your, your sounds are not working. Ah, oh, bruh. Did I'll you add myself. the sound? Bruh. Yeah, it's right there. No, did you add the sound from the screen? Like, is there? Uh, probably not. Give me a second. All right, you know, you just removed it from the stream, right? What am I doing here? Give me a second. Find it. Find it. No, I got it. All right. Bazinga. All right, I heard that one. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. I said that about the Eagles football team. All right, is there a Do we have a clap one? There you go. Congratulations, John. Congratulations, John. You deserve it. You deserve it. Thank you. Don't mess it up. Thank you. <laughs> um, but that concludes week 22 of the JMP Sports Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Chris, it was nice talking to you for a little bit. Frankie, thank you for the Flyers comment. We're going to need more of that. We are going to need more of that. And Willie 6 thank you for saying that John sucks at golf. Wow. <laughs> um, are we going to be able to do this next Sunday or because of your new internship where you're going to have to figure that out? I think we'll be okay. I would have to figure it out next Sunday. What is next Sunday anyway? What's today? The uh, Eagles, Eagles play the Saints at 1. Okay, so that'll be the 21st. Mm -hmm. They play the Saints at 1. Oh, that's good for me if Kamara's back. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. All right. So we're going to aim for Sunday at, you want to do 4 o'clock so we can do after the Eagles? Yeah. Well, or or do you want to do it at 1, do it during the Eagles game? We could do a little bit during the Eagles game. We could do like first hour, half hour of Eagles. Just be okay. a strictly Eagles show. Okay. So we'll aim yeah. for one o'clock. All right, perfect. So until Sunday at one o'clock, stay safe out there. Peace out. Cheers.